Welcome to February 5th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. 1994, Beckwith convicted of killing Medgar Evers. Evers was a civil rights activist who fought in France and England during World War II. He was honorably discharged in 1946 and tried unsuccessfully to get admitted into the University of Mississippi Law School. Upon his rejection, since this was after all the 1950s, he became the NAACP's single field volunteer. He had a high profile in Mississippi and thus became a subject of threats. On June 12, 1963, he was shot in the back in his driveway as his wife and children looked on. He died an hour later. The nation was outraged and the killer was white supremacist Byron de la Beckwith, who denied it, stating his gun was stolen. Medgar's brother, Charles, would take his place in the NAACP and become an even more powerful figure, actually becoming mayor of a town in Mississippi, the first African-American in that area. In Beckwith's trial, an all-white jury deadlocked and refused to convict him. Twice. Edgar's wife, Merle, refused to give up. She moved the children to California, where she began working in the public works office. In 1989, she got a break when she discovered that the jury at Beckwith's trial had been tampered with. Finally, in February 1994, 30 years after the murder, she discovered a rifle scope was used with Beckwith's fingerprints on it, as well as new witnesses who testified that Beckwith had bragged about committing the crime. Beckwith would be given a life sentence and died in prison. Evers, on the other hand, had a school and U.S. Navy vessel named after him. 1865, Battle of Hatcher's Run or Dabney's Mill. General David Gregg and his men Andrew Humphreys and Governor Warren v. General Robert E. Lee's John Gordon. The results? Union victory. According to CivilWar.org, on February 5th, Brigadier General David Gregg's Cavalry Division rode out to the Boydton Plank Road via Reams Station and Dinwiddie Courthouse in an attempt to intercept Confederate supply trains. Major General G.K. Warren, with the Five Corps, crossed Hatcher's Run and took up a blocking position on the Vaughn Road to prevent interference with Gregg's operations. Two divisions of the Two Corps under Major General A.A. Humphreys shifted west to near Armstrong's Mill to cover Warren's right flank. Late in the day, Major General John B. Gordon attempted to turn Humphreys' right flank near the mill, but was repulsed. During the night, the Federals were reinforced by two divisions. On February 6th, Gregg returned to Gravelly Run on the Vaughn Road from his unsuccessful raid and was attacked by elements of Brigadier General John Pegram's Confederate Division. Warren pushed forward a reconnaissance in the vicinity of Dabney's Mill and was attacked by Pegram's and Major General William Mahoney's divisions. Pegram was killed in the action. Although the Union advance was stopped, the Federals extended their siege works to the Vaughn Road crossing of Hatcher's Run. Nineteen sixty-nine. One of the most infamous flops in TV history almost airs. At one station. It got pulled after eleven minutes and never came back. It was called Turn On, a computer-generated comedy full of rapid-fire sex jokes that might be considered funny by today's standards, but back then it was just appalling. And finally, in Super Bowl news, 
2006, Steelers beat the Seahawks in Super Bowl 40. Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin sang the Star Spangled Banner. Wide receiver Heinz Ward was the game's MVP, but the best part about the game were the Stones playing halftime. And that's it for February 5th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Thanks for listening.